All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? And hi, Jack. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing, Jake? And Good. Lady- Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and listeners, uh, you know Jack. He is... Uh, I don't. Th- I think you've been on like twice or three. Well, it's a low number, yeah, but you weird, are one of our most frequent our guests. We've been on your show and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, a quick catch up for those not in the know. Uh, Jack is a member of the Temple of Satan, uh, satanic the satanic temple. Satan- satanic temple. Are, is this like the Judean people's front? Is there a, a temple of Satan that you guys? Uh, no, you is? know, but what there is is there's a church of Satan, and they get really mad when. People confuse the two, so when people say Temple of Satan, it starts to fuck with people's heads, you know? Gotcha. Wait, so so you guys are Temple of Satan, and then there's a Church of Satan? No, there's a Church of Satan, and there's the Satanic Temple. And then there's all these other fringe groups that neither of you have heard anything about, but... Sure. You... <laughs> well, the reason... I mean, so, so we found you through the Satanic Temple. Uh, Jake and I are basically atheists. Um... We don't make fun of you uh, specifically, but in the past we've made fun of the idea of organizations. But as as you know, as we talk to you, we enjoy what you do, and let we'll get into that. But let's just start right off the top with the reason we are speaking. Hey, what are you doing tonight in about an hour and a half? I'm going to a movie about the Satanic Temple that I happen to have like 10 seconds of me in. And now our buddy Andrew said it was 20 seconds. So that's rad. Yeah. Well, the movie's called Hail Satan. Well, with a question mark, is it called Hail Satan? I've asked that before. (laughs) It sounds sort of like Dana Carvey. Hail Satan Satan? is is the way you're supposed to say it. But whatever. But so it it does have a question mark at the end? It does have a question mark at the end of the title. Nice. I like like that. You guys are doing like a documentary style. You know what I mean? You you, you kind of take it from from the God angle, and then then you you take it down. I like that. Well, Penny Lane, the the woman who made the documentary, uh, she likes having weird punctuation in her titles. I actually joked to her, because her last one, she did one called Nuts, which was a whole thing about people with peanut allergies and stuff. And it was nuts really? exclamation point. And so I told her that her next one she needs to use an interrobang, which is a symbol that is a question mark and an exclamation point combined. Nice. I like that, but I think you guys should go after the, the younger millennial crowd. Throw emojis in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Hail Satan, uh, avocado signer. No, yeah, what's, but what's then, the, you, the, then, then you force the, the movie theaters to get whole new shit for their marquee. They got to keep up with the times. Right. Maybe that's why Netflix is kicking their asses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they wouldn't have to have Movie Pass charging people like 75 cents a month for unlimited versions of their product if they would just get emojis. Keep up with the Netflix people. That's what I see. Now, to be fair, I have seen more and more movie theaters with digital displays. So the emoji could work. They, they don't need to buy anything that's digital. So this document, I I do want to go sideways for one second. I know you didn't make Nuts. Uh, Did you see it? The documentary you just mentioned? I actually haven't watched Nuts. Uh, Okay, I just wanted to know if it was pro-peanut allergy or, God damn it, we did this to ourselves, peanut allergy. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't watched it. She's done documentaries on peanut allergies and Richard Nixon and all kinds of crazy shit. All right. She's well, cool. you're in this one, and this is uh, based on your group. Is she a member, or did she just find it interesting? You know, I'm I'm not 100 percent on that. Like, I I know her, and I've met her, and we've hung out, and I met her producer, and we've hung out, but I'm not 
entirely sure whether they've like signed on as members or not to be honest with you maybe they have maybe they haven't it's not my job to keep track of that shit right because i'm not you know i'm i don't speak for the satanic temple i don't the stuff i do is just as a member so i don't necessarily fall into being privy to who's a member and who's not and whatever fair enough and i suppose and and i hate to say this um I suppose you keep the the membership role secret because we live in a society where a hyper-Christian could join and go undercover and get names and then be an asshole about it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But, like, I mean, I don't know. We live in a culture where somebody, you know, if they do the right social networking stuff, they can get into a Facebook group and find some stuff out. But that doesn't mean shit about shit, right? Are, are you more worried about uh, Christian groups getting the names or uh, Church of Satan people getting the names? Like, how how hard is it? Is it, is it like straight up Sunni versus Shia, like, uh, <laughs> you, you know, in Palestine kind of fighting? How deep does this rift no, go? It's, it's nothing like that. We're way too closeted, basement-dwelling internet nerds to be anywhere close to that kind of thing. It, it, there's a whole lot of arguing about... You know, the thing with uh, the Church of Satan is it tends to be a lot more libertarian and it tends to be a lot more, you know, you, you do what's best for you and fuck everyone else and that kind of thing. And TST tends to be a lot more. Uh, you guys are Cory Booker fans. I got you. Kind of, I got you. Yeah. Well, let's we'll, we'll 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 dance around the film because I know you probably don't have all the answers. Uh, there is a trailer on YouTube. Hail Satan! Uh, it goes into theaters April nineteenth. Do you have an inkling as to how wide this is going? I, I know it's not going to be like the new Avengers movie and get put into four thousand theaters, but is it going I to mean, roll from, across from, the country, or do you have any idea? Kind of weird perspective as somebody who is a member and also a journalist so uh, there, there's this weird line with stuff because i blog about them professionally that's my gig right right so i i kind of have this weird kind of uh bill donahue-esque perspective on things where i'm a member but i'm also talking about news and events that have to do with the satanic temple uh and i try to do that to a wider audience so for me, my perspective is I've seen this documentary come out and it won a whole lot of awards already. It's been really uh, well received at all of the festivals that it's played at. Really? I, I, I in my limited research, um, that's not getting a lot of play. Now, I've seen good reviews. I've seen the good reviews, but I read that it was it premiered at Sundance and got good marks, but I did not know that it was in other festivals and uh, doing well at all of them. The the limited, like, Wikipedia, which I know is, yeah, it, you know, it sold not... out nine shows at Sundance. Uh, nice. It just won an award from the Boston documentary film festival it's it, it's been doing amazingly well like it's very well received at least in terms of you know the the intelligentsia who go to documentary film festivals you know nice i um i'm going sideways here what you just said made me think of something else the the people that see documentaries are going to like it because they they uh tend They're to be the more well read documentaries right yeah <laughs> um i just i had a thought i my wife and i went to see the Book of Mormon, and it was very funny. Um, you could tell at the end of the show who had season tickets, 
and just showed up because they have season tickets yeah and who was there to see the book of mormon it was there was a very stark contrast between people who just said okay we're going to the theater because we have tickets and people who said holy shit the book of mormon's in town we have to see it and it it was very funny and i just wonder if there are people i suppose you can't really walk into a documentary called hail satan without you know, it's it's not an accident. You you don't like, oh, Satan, I wonder what this is about. This wasn't for me. This, I, I can't believe a movie about Satan wasn't for me, whereas the Book of Mormon, well, it was a little tricky to, to some of the older people that didn't know what they were getting into. Well, you know, there's that question mark at the end of the title, so who knows, right? That's true. Well, let's, let's um, we haven't done this when we have talked to you. I want to do... You can't do a, an exact side-by-side, side, but uh, you have the tenets for the Satanic Temple versus the Ten Commandments of the Bible. And and, and that's, and real quick, that's what the documentary's about, though, right? Isn't it, uh, you, you're, you guys are trying to get a, a statue large, by a courthouse with the Ten Commandments, right? There's a large chunk of the documentary that's about trying to get the Baphomet statue placed at the ten, next to the Ten Commandments monuments in Arkansas, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to do it now. And like I said, we're we're going to be scattershotting all over the place. Sure. The last time we spoke, um you guys were suing Netflix and I you won. You won. They did win. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, callback to to the last Congrats. time you were on the podcast. You guys won against Sabrina the Teenage Witch, well, I believe. All right. So so just to clarify, this is you guys stuff, right? I I am a drug I know, I know. You, we're, I just want to make that very clear that I you, don't have anything to do with any of that. I don't know how much money they got. I don't all of that is under NDA and I am not privy to it. Right. So, sure. So you're you're more you're more like a a a, a priest or an altar boy. Not the Pope of, of the, not, you're not the dark Pope. Yeah, no, obviously not, right? Okay. Now but if you want to know the guy, I got him on, you know. Actually, tell, you, you tell the dark Pope I, I said what's up, man. I want to party with that guy. We, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll message you for his information because, yeah, why not go straight to the source? I, we enjoy talking to you. Enjoy. So let's, uh, the, the, the side-by-side, uh, which we've never done, the tenets of the Satanic Temple versus the Ten Commandments. And since the Ten Commandments are so well-known, if, if you found someone that didn't know anything about Christianity, um, to, to tell them, to give them a brief overview, and then to hit them with the Ten Commandments versus the tenets of the Satanic Temple, and say, which does this belong to? I think people might get them wrong, because... You know, here we go. Let's let's just start with number one. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. I find it very hard to argue against Seems that. Like a pretty good rule. It does. And so when now we'll try and combine the documentary uh, in the trailer, which is the only thing I've seen, which makes me do, which does make me want to see the film. I will say that. You obviously have scenes where there are confrontations and you have, you know, people yelling, you're horrible people, you're, you're, you're awful. And yet, I'm guessing they're just doing that off, you know, Satan and nothing more. They don't know anything about what yeah. you stand for because just that first one, because the, the first of the Ten Commandments is, I'm the Lord thy God, thou shall not have any strange gods before me. And people have talked about this to, you know, to death where... If that is your first commandment, that's kind of egocentric. Like, I'm God, no, you know, the first, the dig first me. four of them have fuck all to do with secular government, right? Like, uh, Christopher Hitchens was very big on that back in the day. Yeah. Well, let's go to number two. 
The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Well, when you have, uh, unfortunately, Donald Trump in office and who is saying things like, well, trans guys, uh, trans guys, trans people, you're out of the military. Um, hey, let's get rid of this North Carolina bathroom law. I mean, to be tr- fair, trans guys does seem like something that would be in a Donald Trump tweet. So <laughs> I, I, I think I think that was kind of a, Floyd, a Freudian slip up. <laughs> that is true. But again, let, let, as we break this down, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary. Pre- of course, justice should prevail over laws and institutions because laws and institutions can be unjust. We had segregation here in America for how long? We have, exactly. uh, you know, the exploitation, the, the, the marriage equality is very new. And I am assuming that, you know, the Satanic Temple is all about rights for LGBTQ people and uh, it's for rights about everybody, isn't it? You are a non exclusionary. Yeah, organization. I, mean, I think my experience of, of the organization is that it's very accepting of anybody who wants to do whatever they want to do, as long as, again, it's kind of that, you know, your rights end where somebody else's nose begins, right? If you if, if you want to be transsexual and do your thing, great, cool, no worries. Oh, here's, here's a question, though, man. Here's one that's a little bit tougher. So, uh, Kentucky just last last week, I, I think it was, passed it the was, law we that talked said, about, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it on the show. Uh, said that it is now uh, officially illegal to have sex with an animal in Kentucky. Where does the Satanic Temple sit on goat All right, so you need to skip a few tenants there because you need to get to the part about consent. Because the thing is that an animal can't consent. What about a parrot? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. No, I do. What about what about a dog that knows how to nod up and down? Sit, sit, Fido, sit. That's lick true. my peanut butter. <laughs> lick this peanut butter. Spread eagle, lick. Fido. You know that kind of. They, 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 they don't spread eagle unless they're looking for it. I am looking. Where is the one on consent? Oh, uh, number four. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. Yeah, and that be, that one gets a whole lot of weird play because in, in satanic organizations, what you find is you a lot of people are very vocal about pushing for the stuff that they're particularly interested in. So you end up with, we've had countless arguments on whether or not veganism is inherently satanic. And it's just like, well, are you a vegan? Then it is. If you're not, then it's not. Like, that's kind of where that line ends up being drawn. That's true, man. I mean, back back to the animal fucking. Um, you know, as, as bad as I think it is, and many people think it is, I think if you polled, uh, you, you know, cattle in the field, nine out of ten of them at least would rather be fucked than killed, you know? And you so know, the, the, I, the thing that really gets me is it comes down to this idea that, you know, if you slap a label on something, it doesn't necessarily tell you everything that you need to know about it. Because I have sure. met Satanists who are pro-life, and I have met Christians who are pro-choice, and I am, you know, you can't tell all that much about somebody's overall philosophy just from the label that they slap on things. Now, that is a tent I would like to see at a pro-life march. You know what I'm saying? The, the Satanist uh, pro-life. The Satanist pro-life uh, march? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm, I would, I'm would sure be. there's somebody who's willing to do it. Like, if, if you find the right person, then. 
Now, that would be a goddamn documentary. I think that should be the sequel. You know what I mean? Hail Satan, the devil strikes back. Something like that. You know, just have them march side by side. Uh, you, you know, uh, Lucifer's pro-life, uh, you know, council or whatever. You know, just start I mean, some I'm kind not of the offshoot. guy to tell you who that person is, but I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Nice. Well, Jake just broke uh, the second of the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain when he said, God damn it. So, Jake, you're going to hell or you need to uh, offer <laughs> penance. But again, Wait, is that, is that the satanic commandment? So, because going to hell would be good. That's where all the blow and hookers are at, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, and according to Man and Superman by George Bernard Shaw, all the intellectuals are in hell. All the interesting people are in hell, if I remember that correctly. It's been a long time, but. Nice. Um, but that just bounces back and forth. Again, let's, let's go back to what you say, uh, what, that you cannot determine someone because of their label, vegan, Christian, Satanist. Jake and I discussed that quite a bit on here, that labeling maybe used to be a way of expressing who you are, but what we are finding or believe or we've talked about is that more and more today, labels are used by the opposition to denigrate someone so that you don't have to respect them. And yeah. right now, as much as I disagree with Trump supporters and do not like his platform, um, one thing that we have to be careful to do is not to say Trump report Trump supporters are all racist. Because when you label them, then you don't have to listen to them. You say, oh, well, they're all racist. But then that puts them on the defensive. Hey, I'm not racist. I just like, you know, small government or whatever. Um, yeah, and well, you see a lot of that with like... Uh particularly with like for a while it was the libertarian conservative divide where they were like you know oh okay you're a conservative so therefore you you're opposed to abortion and you hate smoking pot and all that stuff and the libertarians were like no 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 we're we're fiscally conservative and socially liberal or something like that right yeah, they, the libertarians say leave. We we want to smoke pot and have gay sex. Uh, we just want small. It was a weird divide. Well, let's. Since you said libertarian, I just listened to Ben Shapiro on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'd never listened to him before. I'd heard a lot about him, but I've never listened to him. And he was interesting in a way, but I use interesting in quotes, air quotes, but he seems to use his faith in complete opposition to the Satanic Temple because when he was on Rogan, he was talking about how he is personally opposed to gay marriage or and homosexuality because it goes against his religion. And yeah, but my, I mean, my whole thing is like, just fine. Okay. You're personally opposed to gay marriage. Cause you're a straight guy. Fine. Don't get gay married. Who gives a shit? Like fucking leave everybody else alone. Like, why is that? Yeah, a I'm, I'm opposed to, I'm opposed to homosexuality. Cause it left a very salty taste in my mouth. <laughs> and I only did it when I really needed blow. You know what I mean? But that's, that's like for me personally, not the, not the, not the laws and stuff. Well, I'm just saying as a point counterpoint, the the satanic temple is very open as to you know just hey be who you are don't hurt others like you just said this yeah. whereas i just wonder why someone would want to belong to a group that has one of its core principles being gay is bad why would you want to join a discriminatory group and as i was listening to it i was thinking about i had the idea that religion doesn't really evolve but then i realized it does it it doesn't like the the Church of Mormon, 
uh, going back to that musical, uh, in 78 said, well, all right, well, I guess African-Americans can uh, serve as Mormon preachers or whatever they are. Um, That was a big step for them and long overdue. And now they are saying that the children of homosexual couples can receive whatever Mormons call communion or baptism, I'm not sure. This was in the news just a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mormon church is evolving in ways. So it's just interesting that... It's a signed Mitt Romney bumper bumper sticker, man. That's what you get. That's the highest level of Mormon. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) saying that religion can evolve. It just seems that... I, I don't know why anyone would want to be a member of one that doesn't evolve, that just sticks to these, hey, this was written by goat herders during a time in our history when the sun disappeared and nobody knew where it went. It's the absolute truth. We should stick to everything that was said back then. Goat lobbyists in Washington, man, those are, those are the main ones who don't, don't want change. Does the Satanic Temple, uh, do you have discussions about evolving and or changing? You said you have arguments about the fourth tenant. Um, do you ever talk about adding a eighth, an eighth or subtracting one? Uh, make, uh, <laughs> what, do you, do, does the Satanic Temple evolve? How long have you been a member, and what changes have you seen since you have been there? I mean, well, let's see. I've been at this probably two, two and a half years now. Okay, so you're just a baby. How long has the church? Oh, sorry, well, it, again. How long has the temple been, been in exi- since existence? 2013 or so, right? Okay, so this is a very, very baby religion, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. I just mean in historical perspective. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's it's a very young thing, but but the the idea of Satanism isn't the idea of Satanism. You can trace back to you know 1600s, somewhere in there. And Glenn Danzig, Glenn Danzig, Glenn, Glenn Danzig. I can't Danzig. say his name. Yes, of course. Glenn I can't Danzig. say his name just like uh, Trump can't say origins. How how did it start anyway? Back well, in England, it, it back actually in the day. like it, it, if you go back into like you know uh, the the Enlightenment period, you're looking at uh, artists and poets and stuff like uh, Milton and Blake and them saying coming up with this idea that it was basically. No, if if the idea is that this snake offered man and woman knowledge, it, it gets very Promethean, you know? This idea that if, if a snake offers man and woman knowledge and they take it, why is that wrong? What's wrong with the idea of wanting to know more? Sure. And I so don't... that became this big... Uh, that combined with the, the evolution of, of scientific discovery became this really uh, powerful metaphorical idea, I think. Yeah, that is a good point, man. If that was if that was God's whole thing, like, uh, hey, why should we not uh, why should we not bite this fruit? Is it going to get a, give us herpes? Is it going to give us diabetes? You know what I'm saying? Is it poisonous in any way? And he said, no, it'll make you smarter. It's like, well, dude, exactly. I, you know, no, no offense. It's it's a nice garden. I'm tired of being a flat earther. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm tired of not knowing how, how how the grass grows. You know what makes the the trees yeah, sprout I, out of the ground and. Being other fruit a little, out of the ground. Willful thought slave, even if it means I need to be a little more uncomfortable, fine. Whatever. Sure, sure. And that, in my mind, that wraps into the, the, the tenants that I'm running down, you know, slowly and interweaving, because the next one, number five, beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs. And science is married to knowledge science is knowledge 
And that goes to the apple. Like the Satanic Temple seems to champion knowledge, uh, truth, as opposed to this book that was written a long time ago. I mean, it's... Have you ever known of a disagreement where not instead of two people shouting at one another, a Christian and a member of the church, uh, the Satanic Temple, I, I'm going to keep fucking up and I apologize, <laughs> I know, I know. and the Satanic Temple sit down and these seven tenants are read to them? I mean, and they they cannot argue against these things. They, they I mean, I'm sure they can, but it would boggle my mind to think that anyone... Just, just shown these. Go, I mean, take away what I said before there. about the, not those knowing are the, the people who are like, well, the scientists are paid off, and they're, they're they're being, you know, manipulated into saying that these things are true because of people who hate God. You know, they're, they're all like, it's weird, man. Yeah, you mean you're talking about like, um, like what, what are they? Um, oh, the the people that believe that the Earth was six thousand years old, uh, creationists, right? Yeah, you talking about creationists? Yeah, these people who are just like, no, the science is a lie. Like those are the people who have a big problem with that entire idea. But they but that's exist. true. But I mean, those those people don't really represent like mainstream Christianity, though. I mean, I mean, they're they're kind of the fringe. No, but they're really good at voting. They may not represent it, but it's it's one of those things. There and this comparison has been used. It's not an original one. They're kind of like ISIS. They are a very, very small faction, but they are a very noisy one, and they shout people down. And I do believe that when they get in positions of power, they wield more power than they should because it's sort of a, a, a perfect example. Sure, is, you see that now all the time. Look at how many heartbeat bills and fucking weird abortion laws have gone through in the last fucking three months. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Look at Trump and the Republicans where... He just says whatever, and they fall in line. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with these these hyper-Christians, and everybody just sort of falls in line instead of pushing back. But I don't, I don't think that, you know, abortion bills are necessarily the same as uh, believing the earth is 20 minutes old. I mean, it's a little more nuanced. I, I don't want to get too hard into to philosophy but you know like this the, the the abortion bills are all rooted in this idea that at some point whenever a, an, a sperm and egg connect that somehow there's some mystical external supernatural soul that enters those two cells and somehow that becomes a thing and why is that we have no evidence for that whatsoever as far as we know until you have a functioning brain you're not a person and <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to go with that. Like, well, we I I mean that's that's true, and I, I don't think that it's rooted in in that much uh, uh, scientific evidence. But there's not really anything in the Bible for that either. You know what I mean? There's nothing in the Bible going. And the Lord said, even second term abortion should be outlawed. Like it wasn't really a thing back then. You know? No, in in in, in biblical texts, it's it's perfectly fine as long as they're not a member of your tribe. You can just take those kids and huck them off a cliff, and nobody gives a shit, right? That, that's Especially the, the Old Bible. Testament parts, man. They'd huck people off cliffs for fucking sneezing at the wrong time of day. Exactly. Well, and again, I not in again because we have, but I, this Jake and I have talked about this. I would be more understanding of the so-called pro-life movement if there was any reason involved with their stance. And when I say any reason, obviously they can say, hey, we're saving lives. But going to what you said a moment ago, if there was any sort of compromise, like, hey, 
we don't want any late-term abortions. Oh, okay, I think it's kind of hard to argue against that. Okay, we'll make exceptions for the the life of the mother or severe. If it's a medical emergency, sure. Right, but when it gets down to condoms are bad and the morning after pill is bad that's where it's like okay now you're being silly we you have to meet in the middle uh people that are pro-choice would you'd have to come around and say all right you know you can't uh, decide to have an abortion at, you know uh, eight months in but the the right never seems to say you know what they never it budge. is just two cells the morning after pill should be at walgreens for anybody to take at any time like oh wow i got drunk last night let's just be safe because they're making a gigantic problem for themselves because at some point they're going to have to grapple with this idea that in vitro fertilization requires you know this creation of a whole bunch of fertilized cells that just get thrown away so if you want you know women who have a hard time getting pregnant to get pregnant that requires in vitro fertilization either those cells are getting thrown away or what you freeze them in perpetuity like what what do you do with that until you find well, a willing some, my recipient wife, both of my kids are in vitro fertilization um because we both my sperm are uh, there's a joke i made on stage once got a big laugh i suppose i should do it more but you have uh, uh mark phelps and then you have my sperm I, I can't remember the joke i made but they're, they're the polar idea. opposites <laughs> um and my wife's eggs are scrambled or poached or some shit um so what we did we we did have a bunch of leftover i guess embryos or you know one single you know like double you know very very yeah. small in petri dishes and we had you had three options we could freeze them forever, like you just said. You can also donate them to science, which we almost did. You can do stem cell stem cell research. I can't talk tonight. Stem cell research, and uh, what we finally did. Oh, you went we- with option number three. You sold them to a Saudi prince so he could have the most expensive ball and omelet a person can eat. <laughs> oh my God! I wish we had done that. God damn it! I forgot. Dude, about that's those what me and my girlfriend that- did. I haven't had to work for three months. That's what, uh, when they want, like, tiger meat or the rarest egg or the last uh-huh. dodo bird, that's what we should have done. Fuck, now I'm pissed. <laughs> um, no, we donated them to a couple that was even more infertile than we were. We, in vitro, for those not in the know, um, I jerked off into a cup. They put it in a centrifuge and got rid of all the, the, the dumbest, slowest sperm, took the healthiest ones, and then took my wife's eggs and fertilized them in a Petri dish, and then put the fertilized uh, embryo in my wife, and she had our baby. That's in vitro in a nutshell. So we donated our embryos to a couple that couldn't even do that. They were like, yeah, it can grow in her belly, but, you know, that that's about it. They, her eggs are no good. His sperm is no good. So they need something shoved up in the oven to uh, to grow. Yeah, so that's, that's what we cool. did. They're, but I hear you because there was a bill that got defeated in Alabama that would have made in vitro fertilization illegal. I don't remember the full reasoning for it, but it was so restrictive that, yes, it would have made in vitro fertilization impossible. Yeah, me and my girlfriend were going to try that. But then we were at the doctor's and the doctor came back and said, uh, I'm sorry, but every single one of his sperm also kind of looks like Steve Buscemi. So there's no point in going through with this because that kid's going to be ugly no matter what. And so we left defeated. Well, I, uh, let me run down the rest of that because we I keep going back and forth to this as sort of a uh, – I want to just run down the, the Ten Commandments. We left – Number three, remember to keep the uh, holy the Sabbath day. Yeah, okay. 
Honor thy father and mother. Thou shall not kill. Okay, that one's good. There's a good... There, the, you have to get to number five to... I mean, yeah, four is okay. Honor thy father worthwhile. and mother. Maybe you should, but I'm not sure that should be a path to God. I'm not sure if you like... Like, my dad's a dick. He and I don't have a good relationship. Uh, and that's why I'm going to hell? Kind of fucked up. So number five, thou shall not kill. Okay, there's a good one. Uh, number six, thou shall not commit adultery. Eh, I suppose if marriage is a holy institution, but... You know, I mean, look, it's just a dick thing to do, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we thou shall not steal. Now. All right, it's fine. Just talk to them and say that that's your thing, and if they understand, great. Yeah. If they don't, you probably shouldn't have gotten married. But like, whatever. Right. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shall not cover thy neighbor's wife, and thou shall not cover thy neighbor's goods. You All right. So those wrap those, those in, ones really bother one. me because they're a negation of capitalism, right? Like coveting your coveting the shit your neighbor has is the entire reason this system runs in the first place. Yeah, I like that car. I want to buy one like uh, it. Yeah, that my neighbor got a cool thing, and I want a cool thing too. And therefore, I have to work for eight hours a day at some crappy job that I hate. Like that. that yeah, it's, is, it's it's weird that he he that they didn't just go and hey, don't steal your neighbor's good. Is isn't that where the problem is? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's already in there, right? But you yeah, can't steal it, and steal. you can't covet. Like you can't. They don't want you to want it. And wanting things is like half of being human, right? So, Well, and uh, I mean, just like I said, you had to get to number five before it said don't kill. Because the first one is, yeah, I no, got the, the swing and dick worship shit. me. Whereas the first one for the Satanic Temple is, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. I mean, we're talking about, you, you, you go through ten commandments, and it's worship me, hey, uh, take a nap on my day because it's my holy day, uh, listen to your mom and dad, don't look at your neighbor, don't fuck your neighbor's wife. Number one on the satanic temple, one should strive to act with compassion. I mean, it's 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 Don't be a dick. Up. Yeah, it's right yeah. there at the top. How good the satanic temple is, and yet how misunderstood it is, and how... But we've talked about this, I think, too. It's a PR thing. Um I probably asked you, and you probably couldn't answer since you are not the founder, why instead of invoking Satan and having all the bad imagery that goes with it, you just didn't create something new like this flying spaghetti monster or like Elrond did, uh, create your own Scientology, you know, with these wonderful I mean, you tenets. Know, for, for me, it... it <laughs> so for me personally, that need, you need to talk about like, you know, John Milton and Paradise Lost and stuff like that. Like there's this entire literary history to it where there's a portrayal of the devil as the good guy right who just the guy who lost and therefore the books weren't written about him history is written by the winners yeah uh you you mentioned milton and paradise lost and all i can think about is animal house and uh donald sutherland saying uh, even his <laughs> wife found him boring i find him boring. you know that's the scene i think of right there no i think oh, that there's there Real quick, man. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Oh, no, the, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to silence these doors. Well, I was real gonna quick, say man. that. I mean, if you look at like our art and media and stuff, there is this long history of the people who get labeled as Satanist being these marginalized communities. Like, if you look back into the, the Dark Ages, you're talking that you know the Jews were labeled as being of the devil, and if you go into America in the 1940s and 50s all of a sudden satan every picture of satan that you see from that era looks like a black guy right and and then you get into you know the the 90s and 2000s and you've got him on powerpuff girls who's this weird gender non-normative creature thing 
and and there's just this idea that Satan is always this underdog character that is the the marginalized communities of that era. So this is uh you talk about marginalized and and banding together and finding a community um <laughs> I I say this because I love and I think I've praised the Satanic Temple enough. I I I'm enjoying these tenants. But uh Jake watched a documentary on flat earthers and the reason Oh, I saw that one. Oh, well, oh, under so the good. dome or whatever it is. Uh, uh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, behind the curve. That that was oh, the yeah, one I yeah, watched. Yeah. Is there a different one? But no, I no, have no, to is the, the Netflix one you're talking about, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same one. Oh, I yeah, yeah, seen it. it's the same one, dude. It was great. I need to watch it, but he said part of the reason they band together is the sense of community. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Yeah, it it just. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't just, think I don't think that the atheism community is any different there, right? Uh, I don't know that we have a community. That's one thing Jake and I have uh, joked about is uh, that part of the reason to be an atheist is so you so you don't have to go to church and you don't have to do anything and you don't have to interact with others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that out there. Like, I mean, for the most part, uh, most people who consider themselves atheist, agnostic, whatever you want to call it, are just kind of like, well, I'm, I'm just not into any of it. But there, there is that weird element to where it's like, no, I'm devoting all my free time uh, to uh, making signs and sending money to groups to sue some old lady for knitting a, a picture of Jesus on the on on, on, a, on a public bench. That's public bench, you know, and, and, and they just fucking get weird with it. Um, but no, man, I yeah, I, I think it really is more about with the flat earthers, just that sense of community that it seems like because a lot of those people are not doing well. Like you don't see a lot of the flat earthers talking about this in front of houses with 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 big fences and swimming pools and shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they're not doing well and so they're like, "Wait a minute, why have I fucked up my entire life?" Ah, it's because everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, they kind of shot that, around it in that documentary, but like when you're watching it, you're just like, "That guy lives with his mom." Right. Like, yeah. It either lives with his or at least not doing well, you know. He's definitely not at his doing, mom's house a lot. He's either there doing laundry and eating every day or he lives Oh, you're there. talking about that that Mike Savage guy? No, that guy totally lived with his mom. Yeah, yeah they 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 didn't really like make it that much of a thing, but the guy the guy lived with his mom. At least in the beginning. Yeah, and she yeah. was just happy that he was getting out and talking to people and she didn't give a shit what it was. Yeah, yeah, she's like, "Look, I um, this guy is well into his 40s, possibly 50s, and he lives at home and he he talks to mentally ill people about the earth not being around. I raised this. I enabled this. I'm going to own it. I'm going to have the best flat earther son that there can be. You know, yeah, and, and it's like he's not, he's, he's not going to be the CEO of anything. He's bringing in a month on Patreon, so whatever, it pays the bills. So. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, this is, you know, it's a dumb job, but he's getting paid more than he did at Walmart or Denny's exactly. or any of these yeah. places. So might as well go with it. Dude, there was even um, a, like a flat earth dating service on there, which at first I was freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, the Internet's actually breeding these people now. This is fucking awful. The Internet needs to check itself. You know what I'm saying? Before it wrecks <laughs> the entire planet. But then I thought about it more and I immediately broke up with my girlfriend to get on one of these apps because if these women will believe that the earth is flat then they'll believe any of my lies you know what i'm saying like i could just be <laughs> it really like, is no, eight I, I, you got a male measure from under the balls yeah exactly <laughs> yes it, it, it starts it starts at the small of the back you know what i mean get one of them flexible tape measures that kind of thing 
I did do the dishes. NASA broke in here and made a brisket. It wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> so um, when we make fun of the Flat Earthers, now when I see the, um, the, the Hail Satan trailer, it's not that I want to make fun, but I see the same things in that. Whereas um, this is what stood out to me at one point in the trailer, not at the end. My weird brain said, well, the only two people that I think that I would like find approachable or like say, oh, hey, uh, let's get coffee and hang out are the two black people because almost everyone else in the trailer is, you know, fully tattooed or has like a bunch of studs and shit in their face and ears and or is wearing a silly costume. And I'm like, okay. But do you have to do that? Can't you just be like a normal person that wants to be a member? Oh, of the, yeah, you and, and that's when you and, see the two you're, black you're, people. You're, you're like, missing, there, you, they just look you, like normal people that are that are you know in the satanic temple. And right, that so, 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 as we so make fun of flat about, earthers, you're talking about America, who's a friend of mine, and Dietrich, who's on my podcast tomorrow. So the the two people that uh, that I just mentioned, the two African Americans, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're also nice. skipping uh, what's his name from Arkansas? The you know just white dude with a bow tie and a button-up shirt like oh i am i am that's right i did see him like those, so there those were three normal people in, in in tst it's just you know they only did so many interviews true i just so is that then uh sensationalistic to show the because the trailer does have a lot in there that well, makes me also, go well this know, is just like sort of goofy the, the 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 people who they interviewed were people who had been in for a long time and and been doing and, and been really active so you end up with people who were drawn to it early on. And I think that, you know, it's it's become more normalized now in very much the same way that, that atheism was for a while, you know? So as you'll say, uh, would you say then, and again, I know you're speaking for yourself, what, what you're seeing over just the few years, it will be trending towards normalcy and less fringes. It starts with the fringes because the fringes, because when I was in high school, I was on the fringe. I back then listened to Slayer. And this was before Slayer was Slayer. This was underground Slayer. And when I would go to a Slayer concert, it was a wonderful sense of community. That was the metal community. And looking back, I can under you know I, I think I even understood on the at the time like I don't fit in anywhere. This is where I fit in. But at the same time, if I wanted to fit in somewhere else, maybe I shouldn't be wearing the torn jeans, wearing the black T-shirt and having this long, greasy hair. Maybe if I just because that's what I am now is I have a haircut and I wear normal I mean, you jeans. Could, but you'd have to go to a striper concert and their music sucked. So <laughs> it's always sucked. Yeah. But does, <laughs> does that make sense? Like I could have changed my image and fit in better. Um I didn't yeah, want but I think to. Part of the point of Satanism is that it's not about fitting in. It's about, you know, you're expressing yourself and doing what you want to do. And people either accept you or they don't. And that's the thing about Satanism, at least in, in the TST variety. And, and to some extent with Church of Satan, too, where people are just very accepting of this is who I am. You either like it or you don't. And if you, you're my friend or you're not. And that's that. So. OK, no, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Um like I said, any any time I open my mouth uh, and it it comes off as judgmental, what I'm doing is judging myself and or going through my history, like I just did. You know, yeah, it's sure. it's not an indictment of the other; it's an indictment of my thought process or how I, you know, just how I grew up and knowing what I went through. 
I could have used the uh, Satanic Temple as a child, probably. <laughs> it would have given me somewhere to fit in. And so, what, what's some of the bigger like pushback that uh, either you being a, a member of the, uh, the the Satanic Temple or just the organization as a whole has gotten from you know doing things like trying to make the statue, or if you guys do uh, like marches or anything like that? I mean, what's what's some of the where does some of the biggest pushback come from? I mean, does it come from actual churches? Does it come from just sort of groups of citizens no, that really are loosely affiliated, or does churches. it come from the government? It always, it always comes from uh, church funded, quote unquote, because it's dark money. Uh, Sure. Political action and legal committees. like uh, Okay, so it's sort of like, side group. Yeah, not yeah, directly like from the churches. In, in Arizona here, uh, my chapter head, Michelle Short, and the chapter is suing the city of Scottsdale because they wouldn't let the chapter give an invocation at their city council meeting, right? So that's a thing where it's just, okay, you have people come up and they pray before every meeting and you've got a sign-up sheet and she signed up and they said no. Well, first they said yes, and then they were just like, uh, then they "No, Googled. we're going to disinvite you." So, so they're suing them, <laughs> and like that is being the, the the legal defense is being funded by this group called Alliance Defending Freedom, which is this huge, you know, uh, moral values organization, right? That pushes ironically the, named, rights. yeah, and, and freedom so, to think like us. Yeah. And the problem is that they've got, you know, donations coming in from churches left, right and sideways. So they're making like 50, 60 million dollars a year. And you've got us fucking selling T-shirts at punk clubs just to try and fund this lawsuit. Right. Yeah, that's it's really well, it's really odd that um, I mean, you know, people donate money to these churches and thinking, well, it, it, well, for the tax write up. But uh, I mean, I, I really do think that a lot of people that give money to these churches do it for good reasons, and, and they're thinking, well, this is going to go to, you know, feed hungry people, stuff like that. And, I think a and, lot of them are afraid that if they don't pay that 10%, they're going to hell. Right, but, I, I mean, if you if you asked them, hey, what do you think's going on with this? I mean, they, yeah, I, I would imagine... going on with this money? They think that that money's going to feed the poor and right, the, the homeless Right, the poor, when so much of, of it is, oh, no, we're trying to keep, you know, yeah, we're trying to keep uh, this, this guy with a goatee from giving from... a two-minute talk before city council. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, what it's we're just... actually doing with, like, five million of that dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of, it, it's it's kind of dishonest. It's like, why do you guys, why do you guys care so much about, uh... Them giving the speech, and, and I mean, if if I had to, I, I guess I'm kind of presuming here on on behalf of the temple, but I would guess that that's sort of what it's trying to do. It's it's, it's not really about giving a speech. It's about hey, there the rules don't apply to everybody here. And 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 pointing out hypocrisy in the system, not just in the hey, look who they will and won't give the speeches to, but um, look what these people are actually about. You know what I mean? The, yeah, these organization for they're freedom in this money, fighting you know a small group of people who just want to do the exact same thing that every other church does. Right? Why is that a a, a group with with freedom in the title is getting funded by another group who's claiming to help the poor, and that's why they don't pay taxes and shit. You know, and and, and here here we see what they're spending it on, and and with this freedom group, 
you know, I mean, it's it's not like they got to release that much information to the public. I mean, it, it, there's probably people making comfortable livings just at at the heads very of these fucking groups. Living. You know, I've it's seen crazy. Their public disclosures. It's fucking crazy. Well, uh, what I find sad is you talk about guys at punk clubs selling T-shirts to fund the legal defense. Most um, underground things at least get have a member that can do that. Like, is there no uh, satanic lawyer that wants to do it pro bono because that's his oh, fight? Oh, there is. And- his name is Stu. He lives in Tucson. He's a great okay, guy. Okay, good. Good, yeah. good, good. And do you find it... I find it amusing listening... Uh, I've been sitting here thinking as, as you've been talking. It is amusing in a way that... Well, it's sad that, that you are take Not you. That, that funds are being used that, that could feed the poor or clothe the needy to pay for the legal of uh, fight against the Satanic Temple. But isn't it kind of uh, amusing in a way that you guys can... Uh, you're, you're kind of like Rocky in that first fight. You get in there and you just start scrapping, and in a way you're making them waste resources on you, which I do find amusing. I find it sad on the one hand, obviously, for those reasons, but I also find it amusing that, all right, you fuckers are going to have to deal with us now. Yeah, well, it definitely takes money away from the other stuff they want to do, right? Because they've got which is equally as bad, probably. I I don't think that they are giving much money to food pantries and other places. I think organizations no, like that spending all this money on on fucking you know uh, the heartbeat bills and shit like that. Heartbeat bills and and stopping sex ed classes from teaching people that gay is a thing and all of that other stuff. Right. So that's taking money away from that. So it, at at the very least, there's some attrition there. Sure. So you are fighting the good fight every step of the way. <laughs> it's, it's hard to find fault with the Satanic Temple. It really is. I, 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 I want to make fun, but I can't. I mean, I did a little bit with the uh, the, the the judgment, but it it's it's really yeah, hard. You know, people get get weird about like the aesthetic and the gothy stuff and and, right. and the weird kind of ritual things that go on every once in a while. But you know, whatever, man. We're we're they're not doing anything bad. The stuff that they do that you think is weird is just some stuff they do for themselves and has no actual bearing on law whatsoever, so who cares? But, I, well, okay, let me ask this, and again, it's a question you can't answer, but maybe you can wrap your head around it, because I cannot. Um, the beginning of the Hail Satan trailer, um, why not put the bow tie guy on the, I'm assuming, courthouse steps instead of the guy in the cape and horns? Wouldn't uh, the bow tie yeah, guy be that's a better a story? You should really. I, I I think I talked to you about this. I can try and put in a good word for you with Lucian to get him on your show at some point. But um, that is going back to 2013 when that when that happened. Okay. And they basically like it, it was it was at that point it was Lucian and Malcolm uh, Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry the two co-founders. Oh, so Bowtie Guy wasn't around yet? Lucian is, by nature, a very reclusive dude, and he had no intention of wanting to be the guy who was on camera all the time. So they tried to hire a dude to do the role of You went to central casting. Yeah. And and then there was... They explained it in the documentary where Lucian was like, you know, I mean, we we tried to have this guy be like, you know, okay, you're going to be the person who's the, you know, official spokesperson dude... And he was just like, I couldn't coach him enough. Like, there was no way to coach him enough to get him to be able to answer questions on the fly and stuff like that. And I realized I had to do it myself. Like, that that's Lucian's trip at this point. And that's why he's the one who's, you know, the face of TSD. 
It's too bad you couldn't have, instead of hiring uh, an actor, you could have hired a lobbyist, like someone that really would study up, because uh, lobbyists get shit done. I mean, you know, I, I, Stu, the, the lawyer dude, uh, Stu DeHaan, he's, he's really good at that a lot of the time. Uh, Lawyers usually are. Yeah, and he's, he's got a pretty good fair chunk in the documentary, too. Uh, but he does a good job of explaining that, because he's a, well, I mean, he's a lawyer, right? He's a defense attorney. He knows how to talk. Well, speaking of, let, let, quick, tell us your, well, I mean, uh, let's do a spoiler alert, uh, so anybody that uh, plans on seeing it, why don't you, do, do you know what your 20 seconds are, or 10 seconds? Yeah, my, my my bits are really, really short. There's just a couple, There's just a clip in there where they were talking about when they announced the Baphomet statue, and I said that I think that's hilarious, and then there's another bit in there where I said that, because I, I came into this whole thing from already doing atheist activism and stuff like that. So there's this bit where they just cut to me real quick and I say, I never thought I was going to be part of a religion either. You know, like something like that. Um, yeah, right. As we've talked about just even now with the idea of um, atheists like to you know, fuck off and spend time on their own. And suddenly it's like, holy shit, I'm a member of a community. Who knew? Yeah, and the thing about it for me is that it's drawing this really weird line now because you've got, and, and I don't know if you've seen, uh, there was... Uh, a member of TST, Lorelai, is going to be talking at the American Atheist Convention in a couple weeks. Where is that taking place? Uh, Ohio. I don't remember which city. I think it's Fair enough. But whichever. What's uh, it called? I'll Google it while you talk. Uh, the American Atheist Convention. Okay. So she's going to be speaking at that. And when they announced that, there was this entire thread on their on their Facebook announcement where you've got all these atheists saying, you know it's a religion. It doesn't belong here. And they're like, no, we're atheists. We just have a religion. And it's drawing this really weird line between you've got people who identify as non-religious, but they're theistic because they have a personal relationship with Jesus. And then you have the Satanists over here who are like, well, we're atheists, but we have a religion too. And it's making this really weird shift in, in the narrative between your atheists who are inherently anti-religion and theists who are definitely pro-religion and it's making these two weird other groups on either side of that that are just you know we're non-religious but we believe in god and we're atheists but we're religious to kind of tweak the narrative a bit you know what i mean yeah no it's it's not that surprising to me that you guys would be getting some kind of uh, weird pushback from you know straight up atheist groups right because i i think a lot of the people who you know are, aren't just like oh i don't believe in god but they're, they're kind of like i was talking about earlier they're they're going to the meetings and putting the time in. they yeah they may not have a religion but they start getting dogmatic about yeah. their own not no, believing I've had, god i've had atheist members of uh unitarian universalist church tell me that satanism isn't a religion because it doesn't involve a god and i'm like what the hell's up with you man like right right so they have their own put the label satan on it whatever yeah i mean they have their own preconceived notions and of of everything and uh, i mean it seems like the people i know that got more hardcore into that the more they started sounding like religious people to the point to where you show up to their 
their, their, their little atheist seances or whatever, and they're fucking sacrificing chickens on a Richard Dawkins book, and it, it gets they, fucking they nutty, do man. unbaptism rituals with hair dryers and shit, and I'm just like, wait, really? <laughs> You're doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. That is fucking yeah, hilarious. Like, it's, 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 yeah, it, it gets that... It, and it's you know what it is is it's it's the closing down uh, to other people's ideas yeah. that that aren't their own and haven't been deemed uh, worthy by you know the head of whatever little thing they're in or collectively by the group and and they just decide well it's it's all fucking bad you know well, what I mean there's also this thing where they they decided that since they're the atheists they're the ones who are hyper rational and like you know. Right. Really the skeptical ones and they can tell, you know, when they're being biased and whatever. And they, then they get some sort of, you know, group blindness that goes on. And, and what really weirds me out about that is, I mean, I don't know. There's this idea that like, I lost my train of thought. There's this idea that, that, that they're not, having some they they think that they're not dogmatic and they really still are right and so they've got this idea that they want to go out there and completely eliminate religion but if you're really being a scientist and a skeptic you need to accept the fact that religion has been a part of human civilization since its inception you know it has been you know it's not uh, yeah it's just a weird thing where we, we are fifty thousand complete free thinkers that think the exact same thing on everything together <laughs> yeah right and it's just like it's it, it just gets kind of odd man yeah and what i was going to say is then that, in a way, becomes their religion. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure there is a, a a version of the definition of religion that doesn't involve God, where it can be like a a, a group of people that uh, is dogmatic about uh, one topic or another. And if your dogma is ending religion, well, that's your religion. It's kind of hilariously hypocritical in a way. Yeah, and what, what what really weirds me out about it is they're they're the ones who are talking about well we need to be scientific and we need to accept you know that that science says there is no god and I'm like that's fine but you can't go around saying that people can't have a religion if they want one right they they become very anti-religion instead of just atheist right right yeah, yeah I, and and that's the thing it's like even though even though i'm i'm an atheist i i think religion still does a ton of good shit man i, I know i was just ragging on them earlier for you know spending money trying to uh keep three guys with ear gauges from giving a two-minute speech down to the city council right but it's like <laughs> they also give you know a ton of money to the poor man as much as i shit on the catholic church for how badly they've handled uh the sex abuse over the years and for how stupid their fucking hats are uh you, you know they're out there digging wells in africa you know what i mean in the words of mark Marion, there's not a lot of atheist soup kitchens and shit so like they like they're doing it the only problem I is, mention, is there is a group it's, it's called foundation beyond belief uh it's from uh, a friend of mine dale mcgowan was uh one of the founders of that and it it does the best it can but there's this weird thing with atheism where You've got this entire, I think you've got a majority of people who come into atheism from some religion or another. And one of the big selling points of atheism is, hey, you don't have to tithe anymore. So they don't give money to groups. Right. And, and, and that becomes this thing where, you know, if you try and get a secular group started, these people just don't want to donate money because they, they've decided they don't have to. 
When and look, like there's something to these groups not having to pay taxes. Look, if if it's a really fucking good group, if it's a really good religious group, and they're talking the talk, because I mean they're they're out there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not the Catholic Church as a whole. Yeah, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on. Even though they they do do a lot of good shit, they are on the border right now helping. Yeah, uh, no, I would I would rather I would definitely rather hang out with a group of uh, uh, liberal Christians than uh, a bunch of conservative atheists. I think right. Uh, yeah. Right, but it's like, like to to the not not paying taxes thing. Like it works. It's only as good as the group that that is not paying taxes and what they're doing with it. Because there's a lot of like small churches in, in in communities. You know what I mean? That like they 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 really do talk to talk. You know, like the the, the pastor doesn't live some lavish you know lifestyle flying around in private jets or whatever. Right. They they will they will take the money and instead of going to the government and it and then it it eventually gets there. But first, a bunch of bureaucratic hands get their pots in it, and some of it goes to lobbyists, some of it goes to fucking different companies, whatever. Um, It's just like, okay, it goes into the coffers, and then, you know, this family who lost their house in a fire we're helping them we're we're, we're giving them direct oh they they're they're gonna lose their house here's some money to pay rent you know what i mean and it's and it's coming right from here the government's not sticking its hand in no one's sticking its hand in that that is going to be the best way to get the money that you're donating to the people the problem is is that there's no oversight either so we can't really tell the real mccoys from the fucking joel olsteins you know what i mean but like on a smaller scale just more of them and kind of spread out you know well, uh, let me let me jump in here because I, um, oh, I did find it. Okay, good. Uh, the 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 way I do my tithing or charity as an atheist is every single time I go to the grocery store, even if I'm just buying one or two items, I generally pick up an item for the local food pantry. Is what I do, and then I put it in a bag, and then when that bag is full, I take it to the food pantry. And the food pantry is what I was just looking up. It's I knew it was part of a church. It's part of the First United Methodist Church of my town, and it's this little, small—it's the only food pantry around, and of course, it's run by a church, and whenever—I did it yesterday. Yesterday, I took in a bag of food, and the people are the nicest. When they say thank you, it's not—it's a weird sort of like, hey, thank you, good to see you, like this upbeat, not— Thank you. Thank you for providing for the four. No, they're just, they're like happy, upbeat, just weird. Like you give them the food, like, oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. Thank you. And and you just feel good. You're like, I have given food to this church who is going to help get it into the community. And that is who is doing it in my town. So, you know, like Jake was just saying, we make fun of religion all the time. But when it comes time for me to do good, the place I'm doing my good is through a religious service, through a church. Yeah. Right. Whereas well, if, if if you were a straight up dogmatic, like really anti everything, but this particular you, you know line of atheism, it's like oh no, that goes to a church. Therefore, everything about it is wrong. You know, like exactly. if they have any hand in it, it's fucking no good. Well, let's start wrapping it up. It's been an hour, and uh, 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 Jack has an out in a little while. We've got. Some, let's uh, start wrapping up with promotions. I did look up the American Atheist Convention, and the thing I found most surprising uh, or funny is you talk about money being in institutions. The first result on Google, the first result, is a sponsored ad by the atheist by atheists.org. So. Google yeah. ads well, are not I, I cheap. Mean, again, since I'm a nerd who spends all his time looking at tax records, American Atheists only brings in about a million dollars a year, right? So like when I was talking before about that Alliance Defending Freedom Group, you know, they're bringing in 50, 60 million. 
American Atheist, which is not, as far as the atheist community goes, not a small group, right? They're, they're all over the place. They're suing Just nobody's they're, donating, but they're spending money on Google ads, and those are not cheap. Uh, I didn't click it, because if you click it, expensive. then it costs them money, so I did not click it. But uh, you were correct, Cincinnati. It's April 19th through 21st. So as we wrap up, let's just run down the promotion. Uh, let's do the close-up promotion thing. Jack, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Where can we find everything about you, your blog, your, your uh, Patreon? Um, and then Satanic Temple information. Just, just you know, do some promotion. Promote yourself, yeah, promote you the temple, promote the movie. Uh, if you want to follow the stuff that I'm writing, then that would be for infernal use only on Pathios is, is my blog. Uh, I also do a podcast with uh, Andy Hall called Naked Diner, where we do an interview thing kind of like this show. Uh, I'm also starting two other shows. I'm doing a show called Ex Libus Obscura, where I just talk about books that I think are cool that most people haven't read. And I'm doing another show called Live from the Public Domain, which is just me reading old books that are free to read. So if you like my voice and think that uh, me reading you books is a thing, you can check that out. That's all over at my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Naked Diner. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Lead Flashing. And foreign friendly use only is what you'd want to look for on Facebook if you want to follow along with all of my exploits. And uh, because I'm a comedian, I have to be a dick and make a joke. Um, if you uh, ha if you don't like Jack and you have insomnia and he's got that deep soothing voice, you can listen to him read shit and listen fall asleep to the podcast to it. and fall asleep to it. That's cool. Right there now, I'm go. reading G.K. Chesterton's "The Man Who Was Thursday." It's a great book. It's very soothing. It's got a whole British lexicon to it. It's very fun. Nice. All right. Life ain't easy for a boy named Thursday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. So uh, jakevevra.com is where you find Jake. NathanTimmel.com is where you find me. Thanks for listening. Jack, thank you for joining us once again. Yeah, Love thanks for being on the show, man. It's a good time. Love and, uh, Absolutely. Uh, I always love, uh, my favorite part is, and this is just me being a dick and being amused, is, and, and I don't, I always forget until you start, and then I remember immediately and I start to laugh to myself, the, the, the very conscious separation of, okay, I'm only speaking for me, I cannot speak for the Satanic Temple, because I, <laughs> we're not asking you to, but it's, I find it very amusing that you, you make it very clear that you are not speaking for them. I don't know why I find it amusing, but it, it, I just love yeah, it. I, I love that you... Why, well, you know, I find myself in this weird place as, as somebody who's a member, but also blogging about them, you know, two, right. three times a week, where... I, I need to make sure that nobody confuses me for hierarchy, you know? Right. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and uh, goodbye. Thanks. Later. <laughs>